We want you to become an honorary gosling. Join us. You'll get exclusive access to conversations and content that would otherwise get us banned from social media. Plus, you'll get free digital downloads of some of our books and selective writings. And check this out. You'll get to participate in our live monthly Discord chat and more if you join our exclusive Patreon following that we like to call The After Party. It only costs $5 a month, which is basically a cup of coffee, and it helps us make the show better. We love you guys and can't wait to see you there. Become an honorary Goslings at patreon.com forward slash the Goslings and sign up today. Your local writers group is crap. Stop burning off your free time in the presence of introverted do-nothings. The Goslings Writers Group Podcast, a digital game for writers. Writers who actually write stuff. Use typewriters, who write all the people who've offended them into their stories, then murder the shit out of them. Writers who don't believe in dust jackets and name their pit bulls Hemingway. We're writers who lube their typewriters with gun oil, because we're straight shooters. We don't always act pretentious, but when we do, we wear f***ing ascots. Welcome to The Goslings. Hello. What's up? What's up? Greetings, one and all. Greetings, YouTube. This is the Goslings live stream coming at you from 713 GMM, <laughs> Spring Hill, Tennessee. Yeah. yeah What's hey, up? We, we were saying, like, this is WKRP up your alley. <laughs> yeah, baby. Right up your alley. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> What's up, everyone? I'm Jonathan. I'm Nick. And we are the Goslings. And uh, this is our weekly live stream that we do every Sunday at 4.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, coming out of uh, just south of Nashville, Tennessee, in the, the great uh, the great ungrateful colonial United States of America. <laughs> That's right. Um, we got a new setup. We're really, uh, we're really impressed with this. Nick uh, pretty much did all the work for this. He got some microphones. And uh, I got some stands, and he got some headphones. So hopefully the audio quality is really good, and we're gonna need it today. Yes, because we're need it today. take it away, Nicholas. Well, we've got a special guest guest with us today. Uh, we have the incomparable, immortal, mm -hmm. Her Majesty's best kept secret. <laughs> Eat your heart. The out, royal bread maker and world renowned narrator, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna bring him on here in just a second. The Lion of Barry St. Edmunds, Adam Burl. Adam Let's bring him on. Burl. <laughs> <laughs> What's yes, up, Adam? Sir. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> uh, we're just uh, we're we're living the dream. Uh, so uh, you have to tell the story real quick about uh, about the coffee mug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my lovely little it. boy, lovely little boy said, I'll make you a coffee, Daddy, while you're on the stream. Oh, thank you, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> what a cheeky monkey. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. You want to tell him, like, you know, if we were in an orc band, this would not fly. If the Inquisition saw this, the Emperor would not be happy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is heresy. 
<laughs> he tried to make up for it by then bringing me this one. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. Hey, well, you know. Mm, I, you know what? I think I like the first one more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you always lead with your best foot forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. He may have. He may have. He may have. Actually, I think it was. A, I think it was a, a, a resounding uh, effort and start. I would have done the same thing. I think that you're paying for all the mischievous things you've taught him. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. That's so great. That's the funny thing about kids, man. You know, like it's it's God's way of like teaching you all the things that you did as a child that yep. irritated your parents. Oh, yeah. It's all coming back. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I even found myself the other day. If I'd have done that when I was your age, <laughs> yeah, uh huh, yeah. Well, oh, I promised uh, I'd never say that. Uh huh. You're right. Yeah, it's yeah. so crazy with kids. They pick up all of the mischief and none of the discretion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they'll yeah, do very much say so. the worst possible thing in the worst possible moment. Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> my daughter. Worst. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, they don't, you know, they don't typically have a filter. They're little sponges, and and they're excited when they learn a new word. So, like, what better way to, like, yeah. get that excitement out of their system oh, yeah. than to, like, say it, you know, in the grocery line, yeah. you know, or when yeah. daddy's talking to his boss at work, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> or when they're alone with mommy and they remember something daddy said. Yeah. Which happened yeah. to me. <laughs> That's been documented. That's three for three. <laughs> I've got three for three. So. <laughs> yep. Yes, sir. Yes, Standing sir. in the line. Yeah, I can say this. Standing in the line <laughs> yeah. at the grocery store, Susie had just learned the word chocolate. Oh, okay. But okay. she said cocklick. <laughs> so we're standing in the line in the grocery shop. No. Daddy! What, Susie? Can I have some cocklick now, please? <laughs> <laughs> yes, here's the chocolate. Chocolates, yeah. Chocolate, Susie. The How old chocolate. was she? <laughs> Four. Four, yeah. Yeah, that's right at that age where, like, you're not sure if they mean it or not. You know, like, yeah. like maybe yeah. they know what they're doing, maybe they don't. Oh, she you knew. Know. She, she knew. knew. <laughs> Yeah. She, she knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Here, uh, they can change. We have to have, to have a Mr. Goodbar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll give you this. We'll give you this Snickers bar. You know, get the hangry out of you. Oh you um, well, for anyone who uh, is uninitiated, uh, Adam Burl is in the UK and he is our narrator. Uh, he's a narrator of all of the Heavenly Realms novels on yep. Audible. Yep. And uh, he's the narrator of most of Nick's um, Traveler's League yep. books. And um, he's amazing. We love him. Uh, he's been, uh, Adam, you've been a fixture of the Goslings. You've been there for just about every live stream. I think this is probably yes. a third interview. And um, we just, uh, it's awesome. You're like, the, it doesn't feel like a Goslings live stream unless Adam's there. Yeah, I agree. And it never feels like it starts until Adam's there. True. You know? So. <laughs> True. And Adam's got a beard now, so, you know. Yeah, congratulations on the beard. Yeah, it's very oh, yeah. nice. Now, yeah. I have a question. Oh, yeah. Is that, uh, being in the UK, is that a lockdown beard? 
<laughs> or yeah. is it a midlife crisis beard? <laughs> is it a protest beard? There's all kinds of beards. It's just a beard. <laughs> so I always used to have like a little goatee. Right. Always mm. had a little goatee. And then yeah. I had my, hmm, need to grow up, be serious, shave beard off. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And then I yeah. went, where's my beard? Where's my <laughs> beard gone? <laughs> so it's, like, it's back now. Yeah. <laughs> I like in it. In my head, in my head, it's almost like that. Oh, and I'm going to love it and hug it and I'll call it George and it will be my bestest friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you are you going to like really go ham and like start looking at all the different like beard oils that you can get, you know, and oh, all God, the different please don't. like lotions? Please don't do, don't do yeah. the beard oils. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, I might I might wax the mustache there. Ooh, oh, yeah. I fully approve of that. One hundred percent. Get some fireman's wax. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or just do like shmee and hook and just you know pull some earwax out and who <laughs> shmee shmee's me. You know. Yeah. yeah. Shmee, and I have to shmee, say you do look. A, you it actually you know I actually think you look a little uh if I may say so you look a little younger. You do look younger. Thank I think you, you look yeah. younger with the beard. Thank yeah. You. Yeah, and the the hair's a little longer on top than last time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I like it, man. Yeah. yeah, it's a good look for you. Yeah. Makes me look studious. I, I think it makes you, uh, I think it accentuates your uh, your Sean Bean qualities. You know? <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> that's I, for you, Dean. The one thing, the one thing <laughs> I found myself doing my dad the other day and going, now look, Susie. <laughs> Don't keep misbehaving. And she went, you look just like granddad. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. it's happened. Mm -hmm. It's happened. Yeah. It really does. Because uh, I'm i 38. Uh, Nick, uh, you're 40, 43. Yeah. Adam, how old are you? 36. 36. That's uh, right. I knew. Yeah. I knew he was just a little bit younger than me. So, like, that really was, for me, that was uh, about 35, 36. That was the age where, like, I started noticing dad's mannerisms come out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like some days you just can't like dad used to do this thing when he was tired and he was bald on top. Like I shaved my head, but dad was bald, but he had a ring of hair around here. And when he would get tired, he would like, he would take his, he would scratch and then he'd fling it like that. Mm -hmm. And then his hair would like splay Oh, up like this, great. you know, yeah, and he looked uh, like a mad librarian. Yeah, kind of like that—that that, like wild Mozart looking yeah. thing, you know. Yeah, and I caught myself doing that about two or three years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, just tired and, <laughs> and like stressed, trying to write something, and you know, and just the, the exact same moment, and that's what it dawns yeah. on you. You're yeah. like, okay, yeah, yeah. For me, yeah, it was after Dad passed away about a couple years later. Um, <clears throat> I was doing something with my son and I laughed and I heard my dad's laugh come out. I laughed. Just oh like my yeah. Dad. Yeah. And it, it spooked yep. me. My hands went up over my mouth. Like, Oh God. Yeah. Or like the finger wag. I've noticed that like yeah. the oh, yeah. finger wag is like, that's yeah. You know, looking over the glasses thing, that's uh I had a Scottish uncle who would do that. Yeah. That hey, all the time. They do that a lot in Scotland. They like that. <laughs> That's right. You know. Something about that, right? I think I might right. start doing that because we don't. I don't have anybody that you know that I remember doing that. I, I might set the. Yeah. I might just 
start doing that. Yeah. Give something, give my kids something to remember. Yeah. Some Stuart Nathedrinald Reginald, you are a habitual criminal. <laughs> I sentence you to the porridge mines. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yes. um, oh, uh, okay, so before we forget, uh, so we can be structured, um, let's. Uh, you want to go ahead and like do the yeah, toast yeah. and get all the perfunctory stuff let's out of the way? Let's get the perfunctory stuff so out of the can... way. Uh, first of all, thank you. Welcome. We always have wonderful guests on here. We talk about writing. We talk about the end of the world. We talk about politics. We also talk about being a self-published author. Yeah. And we're always looking for guests that are interesting to you. If you would subscribe to us on YouTube at The Goslings or on Rumble, we are there as well. Also... We have a podcast. Woo-hoo! Yeah, we have a podcast <laughs> now. On Anchor, on Spotify. <laughs> if you go to Spotify and search The Goslings, you can't miss us. Yeah. And, uh, of course, uh, we're still on Facebook because they haven't found out how naughty we are. So if you go to Facebook, yeah. uh, forward slash The Goslings, you'll see our page. Go to the page. Ignore it. Join the group. That's the good stuff. Join the yeah. group because that's where we live stream to. So there you go. Yeah. And now we are done with that. So now we can go on to the good stuff. Yeah, the toast. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm thirsty. I know. Yeah, Nick I'm was thirsty. Nick was panting like a you know like a <laughs> like a dry mouth dog over here. Oh my goodness. We, I filled this tip tops. I filled this up, <laughs> and um and and we're we're gonna about we're gonna put a dent in this. Yeah, I think so. Do. Yeah, yes, sir. What is it? Uh, it this is excuse me. This is bullet. 95 rye oh nice yeah okay yeah, yeah. made 95 percent from rye mash mm-hmm. and it is 90 proof oh good 90 proof good yeah it gets you messed up <laughs> that's right adam have you ever seen uh the old saturday night live commercial uncle jemima's mash liquor <laughs> okay it's like an old it's like an old commercial with tracy morgan from like i say old like the yeah. like late 90s early 2000s oh, so yeah but it's so like good you know oh you know some people don't like you know me selling booze but i say you know to my wife you know black people ain't exactly you know jumping up and down on account of you flipping flapjacks you know <laughs> and so what you know and i knows booze <laughs> And yeah, dude, it's awesome. awesome. Yeah, Uncle Jemima's Mash Liquor. Anybody watching, you can look it up on YouTube. It's one of the funniest things you'll ever see from the genius, deranged mind of Tracy Morgan. So, anyways, yeah. Adam, you're probably, uh, it's probably pretty late over there. You're probably drinking coffee or tea. I can't remember. Coffee today. Coffee. Coffee. That's very, uh, that's very American of you. Out of your piglet piglet mug. I like it. (laughs) No proof. There's no proof. <laughs> oh, bother. <laughs> Dang and blast. <laughs> oh, blow. Well, I will start our toast. Um, I think yeah. you went first last time. Yeah, yeah, go Todd for was it. here. Yeah. Uh, so I'll go first this time. Actually, and then... can we have Adam go first? Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. He knows he knows the toast. I I'm He's sorry. I totally did not ask. No, no, no. It's fine with me. Beforehand. No. That's... Would you want to do that, Adam? Would you want to go first? No, no, no. Just like it's not a gosling stream if I'm not here. It's yeah. not a gosling stream unless I watch you two do the toast. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll I try love next watching this then. bit. I love this bit. <laughs> See, <laughs> I, I'm happy about this because that gives me something to like needle Adam about <laughs> over the next like year. Yeah. You know, be like Adam, what about this time? You want to do it this time? Would you do the toast? Like, I'll pay you five dollars. Like... <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get someone to lead the toast someday. It'll yeah. happen. It'll happen. Okay. Well, Nick will do it first this time, and then uh, and then we'll all follow. 
we are a writer's group. That means we start with ceremony. Yeah. Like any official good writer's group should do. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a two-part toast. I will lead by saying the first part, and then everyone else reply with... And strike down and the strike darkness. Down That's the your darkness. line. Here we That's go. That's your so line. I'll say the first bit, and then you all follow. Here we go. Take up the broken sword of your father. And strike down the strike darkness. Down the darkness. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, can, I can taste the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah. Oh. I can taste it because I dribbled it all over myself. <laughs> I didn't dribble on myself this time. You should be proud. Yeah, yeah. Nick, Nick is the dribbler. It already you know? in the hole. <laughs> I hope go down the hole. See, you know, you two could both narrate my books and so just good. like just give Nick a little bit of booze, <laughs> let him get just a little tipsy, you know. And then, you know, I mean, at a certain point, he won't be able to read anymore, but, you know, that's all right. Oh, you just got to knock the door down to the cakes. <laughs> Loosen up, make cooks, and be ready to go. Oh, stop it. I'm getting nauseous. Oh, I thought you were getting okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's the difference? Oh. All that blood's got to go somewhere. <laughs> that's what your mother told me last night yeah that's right yeah 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 all of a sudden all of a sudden adam's like yeah we're just gonna take this off speaker right now just the headphones you know yeah yeah so adam uh what's oh. been going on in your life man oh, what dear. You been up to? uh working yeah uh i've done a sample for night Oh, cool. Who was in the chat. Really? Um, awesome. I've started work on the first two Travelers League books, Mr. Oh. Nick. Ah, ha, ha. Oh, is he redoing? Uh... Yeah, he's going to. Yes, he's reading uh, Timepiece and Black Fox. Uh, sorry, Timepiece and uh, Brax's Escape. Nice. And he's going to put them on YouTube. On his oh, channel. that's so awesome. Yep. yep. Are you going to, are you able to do music and stuff to him? Like, you, oh, dude. That is so what Adam, what you were doing with those, Adam has a YouTube channel. We post it in our link. You have to go watch it because Adam, what you do with those videos of your own narration, where you layer mm -hmm. music and sometimes sound effects into it. That is like, that's the kind of thing that studios and publishers used to pay people used to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on mm -hmm. back in the day for audio production. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it is it is everything you could possibly want. The sound, the music selection is great. The audio work is awesome. The narration is incredible. The sound effects are great. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, to do to do like a whole book like that. I mean, I don't really. It, it must take a lot more time for you to do, but it's so worth it. It's incredible. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's yeah. exciting. Yeah, they're they're they are they're very well done, and I'm really excited about having yeah. the entire with these two YouTube. Uh, presentations, yeah. Uh, these two books on YouTube, that'll be Adam having narrated the entire Travelers League series. Yeah, the That's entire cool. series. Yeah, because yeah. I had the same guy do uh, the first two, uh, yeah. Timepiece and Braxes. And he was he was okay. He was good. Yeah, he was okay, but he disappeared but on me. Better. He disappeared on me. Oh, I, really? I could never get him to mm. do the other the other books, um, which was really frustrating. Get trying to get a hold of him, and then Adam came along. Yeah, I was like. Well, screw, well, screw this other guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? He doesn't want to be a part laid, of the party. Fine. I wanted Adam's voice. 
to do yeah. this anyway. I mean, this is like this is what I wanted yeah. from the beginning. Uh, but I didn't know Adam when we started nope. doing this. So this is yeah. really this is gonna be really great. Yeah. That'll be great. It'll be great awesome. for both of us. Yeah. Very yep. cool. Yeah. So and then tell- I've got two others in the works. Do you really? Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Dang. I've got Dang. 16 published works now. Oh, so. dude. That's awesome. Fantastic. How many did you have before you did Empyrean Falling? Two? That's right. That's what I thought. I thought it was like one or two. Yeah. Man, mm-hmm. I'm so glad you stuck with it, dude. You know? Oh, I love your books. Yeah. Well, awesome. oh, thank you. I mean, you know, they're not, but checks in the mail. So <laughs> <laughs> Adam makes them good. You know, like Adam's uh, Adam's um, uh, Scottish accent that he gives to Althaziel has like changed how I write that character. It even kind of happens a little bit with uh, with Melfax. Now that um, now that like I see Melfax more as like Brian Blessed, you know, it, it actually does like it makes a difference in how the character gets written. So. It's mm-hmm. really cool, man. Yeah, you bring a lot. That's the kind of yeah. thing that people don't think about. What are some of the things that you as a narrator bring to the table that people don't often think about? So I suppose the way I quite often think about it is if you think of a really, really good black and white sketch. Yeah. So you've got the depth. You've got everything else, haven't you? Yeah. And that quite often, I'm not trying to big myself up or put down authors or anything, but if you imagine that sketch going from a really awesome black and white sketch yeah. to a color sketch, yeah, because you bring the intonation, you can bring the emotion, you yeah. can change the way you might think about a character, as yeah. you said, with Althazil. Yeah. And you can almost develop with tone of voice what is there in the book but it can emphasize it yeah yeah it, it really does make a difference in that like it, it is like having a really good uh producer or director for your movie yeah you know it's like it's a script on a page and that's great and it can be profound and moving but it it doesn't have that that like breath of life in it until you actually hear someone else reading it and people's lives are so busy these days and they have so much going on that like no one you know very few people have time to sit down and read you know as as like awesome as this is and as proud of this as i am you know this is 600 pages of you know 10 point times new roman you know single space material you know like most people with the exception of our awesome friend Tiki Jim don't have, you know, they don't have the discipline or the yeah. time yeah. or the opportunity to sit down and read. So like, that's where audiobooks really do flourish and having a narrator is just having a narrator who gets the text. Yeah. You know, who gets the story. They understand the characters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it, and it's gotta be easier for you I imagine it like because Adam, you seem a lot like us and that you're pretty passionate about what you do. And it's not just mm-hmm. like a, it's not a paycheck, you know, no. you can just do the job, you know, because you want to create more of a footprint, 
you know, you want to build your client base, but it, you really seem to gravitate more towards the things that you really enjoy mm -hmm. reading. And, uh, and I think it's got to inform your process, right? Yeah, absolutely. So when I, when I'm looking for those next opportunities, I won't look at nonfiction books. Yeah. Because sitting there telling someone how to how to trade shocks stocks and shares. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you wait for it to go up by three percent. <laughs> and then you click sell. Sell. <laughs> So, no. Hey, I've read that book. <laughs> I like fantasy and epics. Have always yeah. been my thing. Thrillers, mystery, horror. Yeah, they're all the things, and they're the things I resonate with easier. Yeah, especially yeah. Um, horror that's based on demonic. Yeah, because upbringing, church. You know, yeah. it all helps me build into where I'm going with something. Yeah. Um, it's like when I get a text. So I'll spend a week reading it first. Oh, yeah. So, so for example, Empyrean Falling, I had yeah. 78 pages of notes. Did you really? Yes. Wow. I had 78 pages of notes with... So I started off with your um, wow pronunciation guide. Oh yeah, as yeah. a basis, and then added bits. So as I was reading it, and like Althazeel, yeah. I then yeah. wrote under him Scottish accent. Oh, so that as I was then reading through, if I reach yeah. him and go, what, what, oh, oh yeah, yeah. So yes, that makes sense. I always kind of envisioned uh, like just like a, a board around the computer just like filled with post-it notes because <laughs> that's how i would do it because yeah, yeah. i'm so like scatterbrained and sloppy yeah you know of just like althazial scottish accent you know like you know rx avad like you know what like a north northern accent kind of mm -hmm. you know, ah, that's uh, right yeah. Avad. there we are <laughs> I was... don't you go telling me that i'm not holy <laughs> that's awesome uh i was actually uh writing a um i'm adding some chapters to the sixth mm -hmm. book um and i was and that one of the chapters was like an Ulrich chapter that i, I was adding last night and that, again had adam's voice in my head <laughs> you know and it, it makes a difference in your word choice you know mm -hmm. like like when you're writing like althazio with a scottish accent the you know you'll you'll pick and choose certain words mm -hmm. yep. that, that will sound better with that accent because you know, not everything sounds good coming out of certain accents. True. Same with like the Russian accent for, that he gives Nuriel, yep. you know? Yeah. It yes, really does. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Did uh. you ever take any classes or, or watch any videos or read any books on how to do accents or did you just naturally gravitate towards it? So me and my dad, used to when we were driving in the car we'd just have silly moments That's it would just right. be daft absolutely daft and he'd go you can't say that <laughs> yes, I can, Dad. don't you try and tell me i can't because i can <laughs> That's right. That's right. 
so that's so cool man that's one of the things we really like about adam you know is like the amazing relationship that you yep. seem to have had or and still have with your father yeah and uh and how much of it seems to have informed you know your professional life yeah mm-hmm. um you mentioned uh you mentioned the demonic horror aspect uh your father's an anglican priest yes. um and so i'm sure man like this does he have any stories oh yes stories. about that sort of thing no kidding he's he's he used to be on the uh diocesan exorcism team no kidding oh he was part of the squad <laughs> oh yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah okay he the went in there squad. with his vacuum cleaner <laughs> um, <laughs> his super soaker holy water super soaker yeah <laughs> so this one wasn't demonic but it was it was peculiar in a different way okay. so we got called or dad got called and because i was what six at the time and it was school holidays couldn't be left at home mum was at work so there's little old me sitting in the car and dad went you just need to be quiet i've got <laughs> to work okay okay dad <laughs> Because if it was to do with the church, it was very serious business. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we got to this little cottage, and it was in the middle of nowhere. You know, you could turn 360 degrees and wouldn't see a sign of life other than the road. Yeah. And uh, we walked in and said hello to these children playing in the garden and everything else. And uh, went in, sat down, had a cup of tea. So uh, what's the problem? Well, there's the spirits of these two children that keep de- appearing to us. Mm-hmm. Uh. And and they didn't have kids. Oh, gosh. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Bye. Night. <laughs> yeah. they, no they, way. They, and you're six years old. They didn't have children. I was six years old, and I just sat there going, Ooh. <laughs> oh, Were man. you able to, like, comprehend Dude. and absorb what? Not like, at the time. Okay. Not yeah. at the time. Afterwards, I did, and Dad went, you all right? <laughs> yeah. What did you do to those children? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I helped them go to where they needed to. Yeah. Oh, Which wow. is hell. <laughs> they were very naughty children. <laughs> You've been a naughty He's boy. A bad, bad boy. <laughs> He's not the Messiah. <laughs> He's a very naughty boy. Uh, so this is this is why we love Adam because Adam is into all of the things that we're into. So when when Adam quotes Monty Python, yep. it's not just the Holy Grail that everybody knows. It's Life of Brian, Brian, baby. Yeah, it's the good. And I, I mean, with an Anglican priest for a father, you had to have just like. Oh yeah. Did, did your dad yeah. ever watch? But, did he like that movie? I mean, secretly. Did he really? Oh yeah, no he loved kidding. it. He loved it. He he <laughs> actually. When I got to how old was I? Fourteen. He said, "There's something you've got to watch." <laughs> uh, and you suddenly oh, okay. panic, don't you? It's like I'm not ready for that talk from my dad. Not ready. Uh, what do you want to show me, Dad? Like, can you just give he, me a book or something? And like... He started off with Holy Grail. Yeah. And uh, and we we watched Holy Grail. Your father <laughs> smells like elderberries. 
Now go away, you silly English knigets. I will fight in your general direction. I will wave my genitals at you. There's some lovely filth over here. You must build us another shrubbery <laughs> with a little path down the middle. A path, a path. <laughs> with a little path. <laughs> so he started you out on Holy Grail. Yeah, and he said, What did you think of that? And I, I had to be picked off the floor because I'd like that much. I, I, I was just on the floor. Yes. And he went, Right, we're ready. This is like your bar mitzvah as an Englishman. Yeah. It was. It was like, you are now a man. Yeah, now you're a man. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's so Uh, awesome. You know, we're trying to. I'm Christian is 12. He just turned 12 years old. And uh, I desperately want him to watch the Lord of the Rings movies. But uh, because we're homeschool nerds. We have insisted that he has to read at least the first book. That's fair. Make and he is, it. it's yeah. like, right? yeah. Dad, I'm only on chapter two <laughs> of part one. <laughs> it's been like two weeks. Yeah. Like, you got to buckle down and do it because you don't know what you're missing. Yeah. Like, that book is amazing. Oh, it's an amazing book. The movies are great. Yeah. And uh, yeah. the book is awesome. But he needs to, he needs to, there are so many things once he gets through that that I'll know if he's ready to watch. Oh yeah, that you is know? a pretty good primer. It is. It is. That's a good point. <laughs> you know, because it's got some horror elements in it. Yeah, you know, because sure. Peter Jackson. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, intense. Yeah, lots of, you know, some scary stuff like the Nazgul are super creepy. Yeah, you know, and of course the orc. The, the orc faces. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah, Shayla. That's in uh, towards the end of the Two Towers. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Susie, yeah. Susie was watching it with me, and yeah. uh, Shayla turned up and she went, "No, I'm out." <laughs> like I mean, Nick with the exorcism. I mean, dude, yeah, I mean, it's so funny because you and this is where this is where Stephen King is actually like a genius. Like, yeah. there's so much scary crap out there. Yeah, yeah. You know, the ephemeral, the spirits, yeah. the demons, the you know, the the uh, you know, talking skeletons with glowing eyes, mm-hmm. the magic, you know, all that satanic, creepy, witchcrafty yeah. stuff. But you throw a spy, a giant spider in the movie, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh. Oh, hell no. I'm yeah. out. I'm out. Yep. You know, and Stephen King, you know, it, you know, yeah. you go through the whole movie, you get to the end. It's just like giant spider. It's just a giant spider. But even still, I was like, mm, ah, yeah, no, I'm gone. I yeah. don't like this. I don't like this. I was okay with the clown. Yeah. Yeah. The clown is not as terrifying as the, you know, as the spider. What's your lack of red balloon? <laughs> what if it was a giant spider clown? Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, a like a clown face on a spider body. Oh god! And it just oh, now my skin's itching. I got itchy skin. And it's got like balloons that would come out, and they could float like a. Or it's it's, it's so what do you call it? It's thorax, whatever the bulbous webby part is, mm-hmm. is just a giant red balloon. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. It spits yeah, you, out. Hey, I'm of... with I'm with her, man. I you drop a spider in there, I'm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. It's over. Yeah. She did. She just literally jumped up and went, nope, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to carry on watching. <clears throat> <laughs> right. Nope. I like it. So, you know, good. More popcorn for me. You know. Yep. 
And when I was a kid, I'd be like, mine. well, God can step on that spider. <laughs> you know, yeah, so it wasn't, yeah. you know, scary when you're super little, but when you're old enough to realize that, you know, <clears throat> yeah. you know they're like, there are such things as horror movies. Yeah. And, uh, they, they, they make these things visual, and you start having nightmares about them. Mm-hmm. And God ain't stepping on them in your nightmares. Right, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. i tell you what always freaked me out was, um, uh, like, massive underwater ocean creatures. Mm. Like, and even, like, Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. Like, the concept mm-hmm. that, that's, like, yeah, kinda, you, could yeah. be, you could be on a boat somewhere, and there could be this giant monster in the waves under Godzilla style, mm-hmm. you know, coming through. No. Like, no. Right? Yeah. No. Yeah. On the no. water, on the water, good. In the water, no. No. Yeah. No. I don't like deep water. Mm-hmm. I don't like yeah. water. You can't see the bottom. Like, you look down, it just gets yes. darkness. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. pass. Pass on that. No. Um, Swimming pools are good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Back uh-huh. in the boat, yeah. roll them up. Go <laughs> yeah. home. Man, I remember we were on vacation one time, and I got ruined on the swimming pool for like two days because somebody, I think it was like our eldest brother, BJ, or it may have been Nick just messing with me. I don't know. One of the two. It's BJ. <clears throat> it probably is BJ. I'm going to blame it on BJ. Yeah, <laughs> we'll blame it on BJ because he's not here to defend himself. Love you, Beach. Um, hope you're liking that T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> but uh somebody told me that like sharks could get into the swimming pool and no, i was like crap, that was probably me because i believe that <laughs> okay see so there i we believe go. that swimming, at night, swimming in nothing. a swimming pool at night yeah yeah no, i was terrified well and especially when you when you like go to the beach you know when you go on vacation you go to the beach you stay at the hotel and the hotel is like right next to the beach Yep. So, like, you can see the ocean from the swimming pool, yeah. and there's it, sand all in the, and yeah. you're like, well, the sand connects to the ocean, so, like, if they got a really good running start, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, just, whoosh, you know, and, yeah, they could just slide on that sand and just go right into, yeah. you know, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a, like a piece of poop in a, in a toilet, <laughs> just, and just, you won't know they're there until they swim in front of that light. At the deep end, right? Yeah, and yeah. the shadow, yeah, eclipses, yeah. You know, just kind of goes over you. Like, <clears throat> yeah, what's yeah. that? What was that? What was that? Mom, mom, I'm out. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> but you get out and it's cold. You're like, oh, I gotta get it back. I gotta get back in. <laughs> I gotta get I'm cold. Yeah, yeah. Um, so demonic <laughs> horror is something that you are always really interested in. Have you ever had any opportunities to do any books about that yet? So I have done one. Yeah. Yeah, one. Um, am I allowed to mention titles, or would you rather not? Yeah, no, 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 it's okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't So it, it's an unorthodox cure by a guy called J.C. Morris. Really? Okay. Yeah, cool. and that's, that's basically the premise of that one is a young girl is dying of cancer. Okay. And a scientist, who, of course, they always know everything, don't they? No, right, yeah, of course. Um, Discovers that demons have restorative purity, uh, restorative um, powers. Yeah, wow. And so if you can or bring a demon out and put it in the body of the person that's infected or ill, you could then heal them and then exercise them. Oh wow! It's kind of like a demon vaccine. 
You give the person, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. infect the we person. We call it demo cure. <laughs> Dude, that's wild. That's a cool concept. Yeah, very interesting. Did you um? Yeah. How long ago did you do that one? Um. Don't forget step two. <laughs> Which is exercise. The, the exorcism. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. forget that bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> probably five, six months ago. Okay, dude, that's amazing. Um, yeah, he that. Uh, there were points in that book. Yeah. That I found really hard, especially really? more from the point of view of. I mean, you'd get it, Nick, but from the point of view of the parents preparing to say goodbye to their daughter kind okay. of thing. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. I found that really hard. But <clears throat> yeah. it finishes with... Um, it's all about uh, a premise and a promise. So that God has promised the demons they can have um, the universe, I suppose, when he's finished with it. Oh, that's fine. So, you know, when we've risen or yeah. move to heaven, and when he is finished with this existence, yeah. he yeah. will let the demons back, because they used to be here. Right. And then he pushed them off, um, and then some That's of them break that... Yeah, they some they break that and come back into the real world if summoned. And, oh, wow. Uh, Interesting. And the, the, the only way... To actually fully exercise a demon is to pay it the life that you promised it when you summoned it. Right. So it ends yeah. with the priest who did the exorcism <clears throat> being killed yeah. in the hospital bed by the demon. Ooh, very yeah. exorcism. The, exorcism. The, yes. The yeah. priest had to pay the price because yeah. he was willing to stand in for the girl. And that sounds awesome. Wow. That wow. is a cool and powerful intense. story. Yeah. Mm. That's pretty cool. Do you um <clears throat> it's it's a little different. I mean it maybe it was the same with this one. It's called an unorthodox cure, is that right? Mm -hmm. Is that the name? So yep. maybe it, it was the same for you with an unorthodox cure, but I know that like with with the heavenly realms books, you know, there are a lot of things in there that you and probably other people might find theologically wrong you know but <laughs> sure. it's all couched under the you know under the umbrella of like this is just a work of fiction this is just a fantasy yeah. this is just yeah, absolutely you know did you have any problems like that with uh with an unorthodox cure or did you operate under the same guys like with you did with imperial falling so unorthodox cure i treated more as a interesting concept yeah. if that makes sense yeah. so yeah. because of the way because of the i suppose the story it was written under it was yeah. easier to just go okay it's fictional based loosely around concepts if you like rather than 100 yeah. percent factual um but the story carried it enough for me to be able to carry continue with it if that makes sense yeah yep. yeah absolutely yeah um, is the uh, forgive me because I know nothing about this. Is the author Christian or is he agnostic or is he secular and just playing off of Christian mythology or what? I think 
he's broad. I think he is Christian from from how he talks. Yeah. Um, from how he is and how he talks. Um, he is. There we go. I'll send um, the link across to you. On the, oh, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. If I can remember, mm. I'll um, I'll see if I can post it in the in the notes mm. after uh, after the live stream. Too. Oh, yeah, we just got it. But, okay. Oh, it's on Amazon I, um, already. Audio book yeah. on Amazon already. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. done. It's 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 live. Mm. All right. Very so, cool. So it, it was quite interesting actually because the very first book I did was by the same author. Oh, really? Was that like the yes. cyberpunk kind of story or no? Yeah, no. again, that was that was quite demonic again. Um, really? Yeah, so the premise of the first book <laughs> was they were looking for... You don't find out what it is till the end, but they were looking for an artefact. And they traced this artefact to a monastery in Scotland. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. And it was done under the radar so completely under the radar they didn't get permission to go and dig at the monastery or anything else mm -hmm. and this group of students and their lecturer from a university in seattle there uh, we go uh, uh -huh. when yeah. broke into the vaults underneath this ruins of this monastery yeah what they didn't know is there was a brotherhood uh -huh. that was there to protect it uh -huh. And so they end up sealed into the crypt. With... <laughs> this is this is like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade yeah, gone yeah, yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and they go all the way down to the bottom, to the depths of beyond. Oh, um, they get in, they get into the final section, and in the final section, they end up running away because they use explosives, and then they get chased by zombies. <laughs> awesome. And, what was this uh, one called? That one is the Abbey. It's called the, the Abbey. Abbey. That's right. And um, they get chased by zombies who are being controlled by a monk. Oh, really? And yes, and the, so the monk controlling the zombies. Yes. Does he have like an item or an artifact or, or a relic well, that he uses to uh, talisman? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he has the Grail. Yeah, ah, that's right, her. baby. That'll do her. Yeah, some Templar monks coming at you. Oh, man. Uh-huh. But then, then it Gary takes Wayne a twist. Oh, yeah. Then it takes a twist. Really? Beyond so, that? Beyond that. So he swallowed the Grail to get his immortality, and oh, yeah. then he made the men drink his blood from the Grail, which then meant he controlled them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But dude. the Grail was actually the tip of the finger of death. Really? Like the angel. Yes. Like, ah. Oh, that's interesting. Very and interesting. the earth brought death into existence to control and heal itself. Yeah. Yeah. Or mother, mother earth. There yeah. was the father of the universe and there was mother earth. Right. And yeah. uh, Mother Earth brought forth death to control that which was damaging the Earth. Yeah, interesting. And and um, death didn't want to keep killing. Really? And so um, death bit off her finger 
to yeah. try and prove that there was more to her than just this shell. Looked inside and it was completely black and dark and empty. And she threw herself into a volcano and got swallowed by the earth because she then filled up with lava and the <laughs> earth took her back. Wow. Interesting. And all that's left is the finger, which is... Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Man, that is cool. And that's that why... Too. They're, they're, they're dark, sort of demonic, sort yeah. of. It's it's like pseudo-Christian esoterica. It's kind of the same thing in a lot of ways as Heavenly Realms in that it's not something that like really violates what's in Scripture, but it, That's it right. plays in a in a playground that like isn't isn't explored at all by yeah. scripture you know yeah, so yeah. you're kind of like in that safe fun zone of of like just pure maple yeah fa you know? familiar elements <clears throat> yeah in yes. an unfamiliar universe yeah with different yeah rooms. absolutely yeah. i like that i really That's like cool. that no surprise that death's a chick that does not surprise me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if you're gonna personify <laughs> yeah death <laughs> if you're gonna personify one being that has ultimate power over all life <laughs> Made in the image of, of the Lord. It ain't going to be, <laughs> you know, Brody from California. <laughs> no. Uh -uh. It's no. going to be a soccer mom from Illinois. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know. Lilith. You know. It's going to be Lilith. Yeah. Lilith. Yeah. The succubus. You know. Who names her kids all unisex names. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure anytime I ever wanted to, like, throw myself off a bridge, you know, it wasn't like mom and dad dying. It wasn't like losing a job. It wasn't, you know, whatever. Always a chick. Always a girl. Always. Yeah. That yeah. makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah. It's yeah. always a girl. Always. <laughs> that sounds very interesting. That Unless you're cool. a girl, and then it's always a boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Then it's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I kind of want to get back to, I think this is really interesting. We've talked about your, we've talked about our, you know, um, strange experiences that we've had we talked about ufos oh, told yeah. us an amazing story about mm -hmm. uh when you and your father went you know just a few minutes ago you told us about every that. story about adam's dad makes adam's dad seem cooler and cooler yeah. like yeah i mean we have got to cross the pond at some point just to meet <laughs> adam's family it's so yeah. awesome dude yeah you know For anyways real. yeah i'd love to hear i'd love to hear any story any other story you have related to you know, some weird experience of like the supernatural. Yeah. Have you ever had anything like that happen to you, Adam? Mm -hmm. That you can talk about? Yeah. yeah. He's. I mean, he lives in England. Yeah. It's haunted AF. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's like ghosts of knights and Vikings yeah. all over the place. He's been around for over a thousand years. <laughs> yeah. Two thousand. Yeah. And, and then yeah. like the Romans before that. So, yeah, there's got to be. Yeah. Surely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll shut up. I got, yeah, I got two for you. Do you really? Yes. Yes. No, yeah. three. Three. Yeah. All right. So the first one was when I what, what, was about nine. And uh, where dad was priest, there was a nunnery that ran a Catholic retreat mm -hmm. inside an old, um, an old Tudor manor house. And this Ooh. building is... Oh, yeah, it, it yeah, Beautiful. it's 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 amazing, and um, 
they they used to do they used to work with obviously with people and um are you looking for the manor house you send this picture there you go i'm sharing it for you oh nice here let me, let me pull it up here there's a screen yeah let's do let's see let's pull this up here is that the place that's the place wow oh yeah that's that. so haunted <laughs> yeah that's for sure haunted yeah yeah unbelievable there are at least 10 generations of ghouls living in that place <laughs> your heart out disney yeah yeah there's a oh, there's a basement full of just like evil kid ghosts. Yeah, you know. and uh, I was in there, and uh, now what were you the, doing in there, Adam? The church, so Dad's churches and the group of nuns used to come together once a year and do a silent auction. Oh, okay. And people would donate, and half would then go to the upkeep of the building, and half would go to Dad's churches. Yeah, because on the grounds of this manor house is a church, and it's an Anglican church, but the nuns were given permission to use it. Interesting. Okay. So, Dad was the priest that was in charge of the church, but he never yeah. actually took services there because it was holy for the use of the nuns, and um, so they used to work it like that. And all the tables were stored in the cellars. And I, mm -hmm. you know, you, in the horror films, you get the pictures of those just single bulbs, mm -hmm. yeah, with the little bit of with the little with the little pull next the to it, and they just string. flicker, flicker, and uh -huh. flicker. Oh, it, just imagine three hundred feet of that <laughs> stretching in front of you. <laughs> and I, oh, and they said the tables they're in the third alcove on the left. Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll see you like you're not coming as well. No. No. No, it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, can I have a bloody torch? <laughs> yeah. Okay. How old were you, by the way? Nine. 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 Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I'm, I'm in this area. I go, one, two, <laughs> three. Walk in there. There's no tables. What? So I think, okay, maybe she meant four. Mm-hmm. No tables. <laughs> oh, I, I get to seven, uh -huh. and it's like, there's still no tables. I'm, I'm going back now. Yeah. And, then, and then you just heard the, mm. black, black, black. Black. Oh black, no! Black. What the lights went out? <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh! Were they playing a trick there. on you? No. No. Okay. Oh, so it had it had wiring from 1920, <laughs> and they had to reset the breakers <laughs> with you and, down there. And and when the breakers needed resetting, a uh -huh. fuse had often gone, as is normal. Fuses in that house meant you had two terminals that you wrapped a wire round. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't like and, changing a double A. No. No. And so I'm stood in this darkness going, oh. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. And then 
I'm stood there and then I hear a creak and I see a light come and it comes down the stairs and I'm stood there going hello <laughs> and then out of nowhere almost like a whisper on a wind was just a leave oh. from behind me and it was like bye <laughs> oh gosh dang and dad dad was it was making his way through the darkness because it was in the evening. So he was trying to fight his way through all the corridors in this twisty mansion uh -huh. to get to me. And he said, oh, you did all right. And I said, well, where's the light? What light? It's dark up here. And I'd seen a light show me where the stairs were, but there wow. wasn't any lights on. Whoa. Wow. Dude. I didn't like that. I never went in that cellar again. <laughs> yeah. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be like, Dad, you can ground me. I don't care. I'm not going to get the tables. Oh man, <laughs> never again. Not happening. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh dang. So when we come to England, we're all gonna take a trip to this place, and we're all gonna go down in the cellar. Oh, God. I don't know if we could drag Adam back down. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I think, I think, uh, mm. I think the lion might uh, might show his talons then if we did. Yeah. That'd yeah. Be so which. So did you hear a voice tell you to leave? Yep. Yeah. Oh, so which one? Compliance. I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. Like Roadrunner. Just yeah. meet me. Yep. Yeah. Which one um, stuck with you or resonated with you more? Was it uh, was it the voice telling you to leave or was it the light at the top of the stairs that has no explicit so... origin? The light at the top of the stairs felt it like it was calling me. Really? Wow. Right? Whereas the voice that I heard felt like it was telling me. Yeah. Wow. So so I think, yeah, I when I think boss. back on it, I think there was two. Yeah. And yeah. one was trying to help, yeah. and one just didn't want anyone there. That's so interesting. wild. No wonder you jumped on the Heavenly Realms books. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dude, you oh, lived yeah. it. <laughs> there's yeah, there's a fallen or a demon down there just being like, get out, you know, and there's yeah. some there's some so one guardian angel. A, so one gives you a choice. Yeah. The other gives you a mandate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Light and dark. Mm -hmm. That sounds about right. Connect the dots, folks. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what was the second yeah. story? Man, that was good. Second story was I was in Bury St. Edmunds. Oh, no, I'm going to have to find it again now. <laughs> we'll throw it up uh, on the screen whenever you find it. Yep, yep, yep. So part of the cathedral in um, Bury St. Edmunds is one of the old gates from uh, the... Benedictine Abbey that was there. Okay. And um, that Abbey... And another Abbey. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very St. Edmunds's Abbey was huge. Um, it was... It was one of the biggest in Europe. Wow. Okay. Um, and one of the surviving towers... 
There you go. Is now the bell tower for the cathedral. So the cathedral's bell tower is this building, this building here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Now, as you can see, there's nice little lattice works over all of these. <laughs> right. Yeah. The reason for that. Well, no, it's they're to protect the bells from the pigeons. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. Yeah. Sure. But. Yeah. So I was standing just about here. See, I could use my mouse as a pointer. This is exciting. <laughs> I was standing just here with my then girlfriend. How old were you? 18, 19. Oh, okay. And um, out of this window Mm-mm. came the head and shoulders of a monk Mm-mm. Okay. who Mm-mm. said, who said something, but no, no, no one could. He looked like he was talking, but you couldn't actually hear oh, anything yeah. that was said. What and then he disappeared again. Was this in the evening? About half past nine, ten o'clock at night. So, yeah. is there a light in the tower? So <clears throat> this lights on, and this is floodlit on all four sides at night. Oh yeah, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So now, did you see the silhouette have... of a monk, or did you like, see the actual? You could see, you could see him, and then you could see the shadow behind him. Oh wow! Now, interestingly enough, the priest in charge of the cathedral was walking across the grass home after just doing the even song at the cathedral. He saw it, and he phoned the police because he thought someone had climbed the tower. <laughs> and there was no one in the tower. <laughs> oh, and man. it was still locked. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. <laughs> man, this is so Dude. awesome because Nick is not going to sleep at all tonight. Oh. He's just he's just going to have no, diarrhea for, for three days straight. <laughs> it's just going to be... I'm going to go sleep at Mimi's. Yeah, he's going to go sleep at his mother-in-law's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's amazing. So could... um. Do you remember? Did the monk, uh, the the ghost monk, did he like? Did he have his cowl forward? Did he have his cowl off, and you could see his face, or like the cowl was off? Really? You could see the light shining off Tonshud head. Yeah, but the face was almost like it had heat haze going over it. No way. Weird. That that is weird. Oh, dude. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No. And you know, I love America, but I gotta say, like, the more I talk to Adam, the more I'm like, I could live in England. <laughs> it's, it's just so it gets cooler and cooler. It does get cooler. You, Do you know? know, was were there any um, <laughs> did any stories of a monk from that? Um, from yeah, did he's you been seen. Adam? He's been seen uh, really? quite often. Seen in the Abbey Gardens, so round where the ruins are. Oh, in the middle of Berry. Do you think, um, and Nick, forgive me, because like this will be something that, like, you know, this is probably something only Adam knows. But do you remember the? Uh, you played Thief, right? Thief yep. the Dark Project. You remember the the mission? Um, Nick, you played that game a little bit, but I don't remember if you played this Just one. Right? There was a whole mission where you had to um, you had to like maneuver your way through the haunted cathedral. And there were, uh, yeah, huh? Oh, dude, it is. It's the worst, creepiest mission. Really? Yeah. I mean, in a game that's already creepy enough as it is, 
you know, like even oh. when you're like not dealing with like Hammerite ghosts, priests, and you know, priest monks, and just like you know, and skeleton warriors, like it's already. But like, I wonder if stuff like that, because that sounds almost exactly like stuff that happened in that mission. And I know that they, I just did a bunch of uh, a bunch of research, like at least for their um, their architecture. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they went to they went over to England and they took a bunch of pictures of architecture. That's yep. why that's why Thief, even though it's a you know a polygonal game, it looks beautiful because they like directly transposed all that stuff over. I don't know. I yeah, wonder they if they they like cribbed. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like something straight out of that. That's straight out of that game. That's so creepy. That is creepy. Know? But other people saw it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's wow. five so this monk is like. It. So this monk is like. He has fixture. Yeah, he's he's there, there's some renown that he has for these sites. What do they call him? Does he have a renown. name? Brown monk. Hmm. Just the brown monk. The brown yeah. monk. Yeah. Mm. That um, sounds like something that happens to me about three a.m. So there yeah. we go. There we go. Let's share that. Let's share that. There we go. That's good. So, yeah, we so okay. This is the Abbey Garden. So this tower here. Yeah. Yeah, that's the tower we just saw a picture of. Okay. This is the cathedral. Yeah. Now, that cathedral was the side chapel to the main church for the monastery. And the monastery went all the way around. No way. Wow. These are all ruins. So that whole place is haunted, huh? Yeah. Very interesting. How how old? Uh, how long ago did they build the monastery? Just how old is it? So it was it was ransacked by King Henry the Eighth. Okay. So it was okay. one of the ones that were devolved, dissolved, and I think it's something like um, there was a monastery there from about nine fifty to a thousand AD. Oh wow! Wow, man, that's crazy. You know what's interesting? I think it's Gary Wynn that talks about this. Like. Uh, gardens are one of those places that have a lot of spiritual energy yeah a lot of spiritual activity a lot of sightings it makes sense spirits and entities are drawn towards gardens among other specific places old houses mountaintops caves and and gardens dude my cousin our cousin andy just told me a story last night when i talked to him about uh about like a haunted mountain that uh that our our dad's uncle or whatever i don't even remember somebody in our family uh there was like a basically a confederate cavalryman ghost that like when the moon was bright and the mist was up he would like ride through oh wow but gardens um there's got to be something Mm. there's something to that yeah right do you think that's like maybe some sort of uh because you know we started out in the garden of eden that there's some sort of correlation well, the serpent did remove us from the garden, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But, um, just another and scripture, one for you. And scripture doesn't say anything about the serpent being removed from the garden. Yeah, nope. that's true. Yeah. It doesn't. So Maybe do you remember the last time I was with you, I told you about Charles Dickens wrote in a hotel called the uh, Angel yep. Hotel in Bury. Yes. Yep. Yeah. This is the Angel Hotel right opposite the main entryway into the gardens for the <laughs> monastery. <laughs> no way. Oh, wow. 
Dude, what, what are we doing here? What was he yeah. writing there? Do you know what work he was writing on when he was? Uh, Pickwick Papers and Pickwick Papers. That's Nick's yes. favorite. I love What's it. What's the other one he did while he was there? Scrooge. Oh, oh Christmas really? Carol. Christmas Carol. Oh no, wow. kid. Wow. Well, that doesn't have any spirits in it. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Not in Christmas Carol. Do you think he like? Nothing do you know if he there. ever like wandered through there in the middle? Yeah, he, he had did. to, have, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you, there is something about that, too, because there was one time I was helping uh, a buddy of mine, or I was just hanging out with a buddy of mine who was um, having to do overnight security at um, the Carton Mansion. Oh, yeah. And the Carton Mansion is, uh, it was a big fixture. It was a field hospital during the Battle of Franklin during our Civil War. Mm -hmm. And so lots of people died in this place, obviously. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, they memorialized it by having a, a graveyard. You know, they're a cemetery mm-hmm. for all the Confederate soldiers. Some like fifteen hundred Confederate soldiers or something is are buried there. And yep. and uh, and we were hanging out, you know, and we didn't see anything, you know, nothing really like weird or spooky happened, but it just had this vibe to it. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, that yeah. it's like it's a heavy weighted kind of just a, a reverent. It's the same kind of vibe you have when you walk into a cathedral and you yeah. know, like, don't be loud. Don't laugh really loud. Don't just like yeah. a reverence mm-hmm. to it, you know. And there's something I don't know, Adam. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts, but it seems like there's something um, psychological and like numinous and supernatural about that that sort of makes you feel that way. Not just cultural, you know. And he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of spirits. No, I know what you mean, especially. I find churches do it more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. For me. Um you walk in and there is there is an air to those buildings. An especially air, the yeah. ones especially the ones that have been there for for longer for hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah. So when I think back um Westow Church, which is one of my father's had an archway in it mm-hmm. that was from 1072. Really? The rest of the church had changed and altered with time, but sure. that archway was still there. And when you w- and that was the priest's door into the church office. Oh, really? Um, and when you went through that archway, there was a very tangible change. Yeah. from the rest of the church yeah very i mean children hated going in there <laughs> really mm. <laughs> yeah you couldn't have any fun in that room right yeah it felt serious it felt the serious rest, yeah. yeah the rest of the church had that sort of welcoming church feel to it yeah but that one you walked in and it felt like no this is business this yeah. is important yeah and you could, you, you could stand there and you could picture how many priests had stood there before preparing to go out there. Yeah. You know, you could really feel that sort of, this is where the priest sits and gets ready yeah. before going out and leading his people, his parish and his church. It's heavy. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Mm. Uh, I think it's uh, Malachi Martin. Yeah. Who was a... Uh, Catholic priest was a Catholic priest. Uh, he kind of, uh, 
bust he kind of dropped the bombshell that the black mass uh is still happening today in catholic churches all the way up to the highest levels yeah and there is a <clears throat> yeah millennia long history of the black mass yeah being conducted you know out of sight in cathedrals in churches yeah uh for you know a thousand plus years yeah so you're talking about all these old churches that have this negative demonic energy from all of these uh black masses up until at least the protestant reformation well in england which would be the 15 mid 1500s yeah. is when that started to sweep through england yeah. so there are these ruins in these places all these churches that existed up to that time but all this potentially all this stuff going on yeah you know mm -hmm. when no one was looking did you um adam did you ever read any hp lovecraft no no um american author but uh wrote with uh, an english i think uh predilection it's probably a good way of putting mm -hmm. it um and definitely uh english spelling um but he had a, a great story about that called the rats in the walls which was mm -hmm. about this guy who uh inherited this place called the i think um the priori of something anyways it was in england and he goes and he inherits it and uh long story short he finds out that there was um an old like an old temple underneath mm -hmm. the castle or the the manor and then underneath that there was like an old roman altar Ooh. and then under that there was even something older and deeper and more you know more bestial you know that resided and um i mean i think that like because europe you know has been around for as long as it has been so many of those places even in england mm -hmm. you know because i mean it goes as farther back obviously than the romans but you know yep. all of that stuff there's got to be and that kind of stuff happens here yeah. like i we um we know a girl who uh <laughs> on my first date with her i found out that like she was from west virginia and her parents ran a church in west virginia mm -hmm. and there was like they secretly were satanists mm -hmm. and i mean yeah all the things mm -hmm. that you hear about in the conspiracies she, mm -hmm. And this was like, I think, 10 years ago, whenever World War Z came out. So 10 or 8 years ago, something like that. It's around that time. Uh, but all those things went on yeah. in that in that West Virginian church. And it wasn't a Catholic church. It wasn't a it was a Protestant church. Yeah, and when you look at the Middle mm -hmm. when you look at the Holy Land, too. Yeah. When you think about this yeah. stuff going on in Catholic churches for centuries. Yeah. And Catholic church, the, the Catholic church has claimed all of these holy sites right and the dropped the Romana. church yeah on those you know yeah. where the ascension was alleged to happen right where mm -hmm. the uh where christ was allegedly uh born um you know where the resurrection was the, but what the went on the holy sepulcher that. you know uh, so they're exactly. putting they're putting these temples and churches these you know yeah uh on all these holy sites and then potentially having these black masks it's yeah. almost like they're trying to reclaim yeah in a way Sort of like the these, rainbow. These, these sites, they can't do it on Golgotha, thank God. Yeah, but but it's that's that's really interesting. And you even think about St. Peter's, in you know, the, mm -hmm. you think about the Vatican, St. Peter's. It's built the, the altar of St. Peter's is over the spot where, of course, that's where they have the remains of Peter. Yeah. But it's over the spot where the circus used to be, where he was beheaded. 
Oh, geez. Yes. So it's basically built wow. over the altar, if you will, or the execution block upon yeah. which St. Peter's been. And you're like, oh, well, this is where he was martyred. Well, I think it might be. It's a little morbid. Them saying, hey, this is our victory spot. Yeah. This is where we, this where is we one of our biggest achievements them. where we were to lop yeah. off the head of the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, I've I know. I felt that. Like Nick, um, he went over to Germany um, when he proposed to his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I was extremely furious about because he beat me at my own game. There's no topping that. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so Nick has spent time in, you know, a a little bit of time in European churches. Uh, I got to spend a little bit of time in them when I, my family, we went to Prague in 2005, I think. And Mm -hmm. uh, I got the opportunity to go into some cathedrals and some churches there. And they're all beautiful. And there is that weightedness what I would be, what's hard for me to figure out, some of those, some of those must have that negative energy to them. That that mm-hmm. negative, like black mass kind of. This is built on some sort of a Roman altar or, you know, some sort of you know pagan thing. But then there is that other side of it, that positive side of like, you know, that holiest of holies kind of aspect. Of like when you walk into a certain room, you're like, you know, like you say, Adam, you know, this is where the priests, you know, prepared their sermons for centuries, you know, going back to, you know, the 11th century, you know, or 10th century AD. And so you think like, man, maybe there's maybe there's like some sort of a a weight to this, like a well-worn path of, you know, who knows what angels have tread through here. You know, it's yeah, it's got some it's cool, whatever it is, it's not normal and it's Mm. cool. (laughs) Yeah, you know, yeah, there were some churches that felt different than others. I think the creepiest one, I think the creepiest one that I remember was um, in Siena. There was a Saint uh, Catherine of Siena, Siena, and that church felt very, very dark. Really? It felt very dark. There was a lot of saint worship going on. Oh, yeah. And they had her (laughs) remains and how she has, you know, apparently, you know, even after she died, her body didn't decay. You know, so they have like the skull, the face. It's decaying. Yeah. It looks like a mummy. It's a little macabre. It's very macabre. But Mm. I'm like, "Mm, let's not get carried away with the theology on this one. (laughs) That is definitely dead and it's been dead for a very long time. (laughs) And it's very dry, so they can pull off the mummification process. So I'm I'm not (laughs) sold on that. I'll tell you one church that was really cool that didn't feel like dead at all. Really? Was the Church of the Holy Cross in Rome. Oh, really? They allegedly have behind the altar, you can go around this little into this room behind the behind the altar where they have these relics that are presumably um, a beam or uh, from the cross, uh, one of the nails. No kidding. Used. Allegedly, these were things that um, Constantine's mother brought back in yep. the 300s from her oh, tour to the Holy Land. Yeah. And this is where they've kept those relics. And I got to see it, but it was powerful. That church did not feel strange at all. Yeah. But there were many small, just little pocket churches here and there throughout Rome that felt very off to me. They have you ever had that off. kind of distinction, Adam, or has it all kind of felt like the same sort of weighted gravitas? No, I think I think some churches definitely have different feels. So, yet again, thinking of churches Dad's been in, yeah, there's two that were around during the Black Death, um, yeah, and the villagers actually got wiped out. Really? 
and now you've just got the church in the middle of the field with nothing else around it. <laughs> and yeah. the, the village is still there, but it's like... It's a ghost town. A mile away from where the church is. And you walk into those churches, and the only description I can give it is sad. Yeah, yeah. The only description I can give it is you walk in and it's sad. But on the flip side, there was a church which was much, much more popular, had a lot of people and lots of families going to it, and you walked into it and it felt like waking up on a spring day and doing that big breath in and that, Oh yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. The exactly. birds are chirping, the sun is out. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And I think I think you can definitely, definitely tell the history of a church as well to a certain extent. Yeah. By how yeah. it feels when you walk in. Which church was that? So you had Lackford and Wordwell, which were the sad churches. Yeah. Um, word well, even to the point that it's now been retired and it's being looked after by the Historic Churches Trust. Oh, really? Um, Interesting. And then you've got Fornham St. Martin, which mm-hmm. is in the middle of a bubbly village that's growing very quickly with new buildings. Isn't that interesting? And the life force, I suppose, of the church is stronger, yeah. if, if that makes sense. You've yeah. Got people coming there, people wanting to come there, the feeling of it being needed, the feeling of it being wanted yeah. compared to the, I used to be wanted. <laughs> right. You could imagine it. You could imagine it. Have you ever seen or watched Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Oh, yeah. yeah. Church the size of a planet and no <laughs> one's here. <coughs> yep. <laughs> no one. And then on the other extreme, you've got Zayford Beeblebrox going, hey, hey, come in. Hey, Hello. Let's do this. Hey, let's go here. Let's do yeah. this. It'll be yeah. fun. Let's get the Infinity Drive, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Dude, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is so, like, that's one of the most amazing books ever written. The movie's fun, too, especially because they got Alan Rickman to be the robot, you know, the voice yep. of the robot. Like, yeah, if you've, you should read the book. The book is really good. The first book, especially. <laughs> Uh, the Books omnibus awesome. is great. Yeah, yeah, they're so much fun. But the movie is a good time too. It's the audio books are good as well. Oh yeah, I bet Stephen Fry reads them. Oh really? Oh, I love Stephen Fry. Oh man, dude, Stephen Fry is killer. Well, and you know, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy um, that had to be a big part of the inspiration for Doctor Who, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seemed like because if I remember correctly. I think Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy came out before Doctor Who. Wow, I didn't and, know. I didn't realize yeah. that old. Yeah, when you sad. when you see like when you read or watch Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and you see that kind of like fun, adventuresome, quirky, absurdist kind of you know space jockey kind of life, you know that that they're uh, don't all forget sort your of, towel. Yeah, don't forget to bring a towel. You know, tower. <laughs> towel. He says, don't forget to bring a towel. And then, uh, and then you, you know, you watch Doctor Who. You're like, oh, I can see the the parallels between oh, these okay. two, you know. And they're yeah. both great, okay. you know. Yeah. But Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is like the OG kind of cool. Oh yeah. Every yeah. time I get together with Jonathan, I walk away with a bunch of movies that I need to watch because I don't have kids, you know. Or life. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> there's no one to yell at me. I know. I just get silently judged by my brother, you know, <laughs> yeah. and the dog. So yeah, yeah. It's the cat that judges me. Well, that's it for this episode, guys. We would love it if you tell your friends about the show. Maybe leave us a good review. And also consider becoming an honorary Gosling. An official exclusive membership of the Gosling gets you exclusive access to interviews and conversations that we can't have on YouTube. Plus, you'll get free digital downloads of some of our books and excerpts and writing. Uh, also, and check this out, you get to participate in a live monthly Discord chat with us. Uh, we do this once a month now. Um, all this plus more if you join our community on Patreon for just $5 a month. I mean, that's nothing. $5 a month, it's a cup of coffee. So go to patreon.com forward slash the Goslings and sign up today. Thanks for listening. Now go forth and strike down the darkness. <laughs>